This is the Monetize Everything Podcast, a place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Monetize Everything Podcast. Uh, We got a special guest today. We got my man, Evan Brown. Uh, He is the author motivational speaker and founder of the vision birther um he is a vision strategist and entrepreneur and he's just a you know he's he's just a guy that's a, that's a go-getter uh he's he's been out here doing his thing for a while now and uh, i brought him on the podcast today to uh introduce you guys to him and and get a get a feel for what this brother's out here doing hopefully uh can inspire and spark some people so uh without further ado my man evan what's going on brother how you doing hey what's up george man thank you so much for having me a part of your podcast <laughs> man absolutely man thank you so much for joining man i i appreciate appreciate you for joining man like i said uh me and Evan, we connected Krisha Bowen, which was, she was on episode three of the podcast recently where uh, we talked about how she became an international entrepreneur and we were both educators on her, her season two of her um, Purpose University. And that's how me and Evan met and we connected and, you know, working on doing some things together ever since, man. So it's, it's cool, man, to finally reconnect again. It's, it seems like it was just recent, but it's been a few months. It has. I think that was like, I just moved, relocated to Chicago then, so I think that was maybe like August. August. Maybe we are marching into February. Gosh, man. It, it just seems like these months are going by, man. Bye. Yeah, so y'all, y'all having an Antarctica, you know, uh, winter up there, man, up in Chicago. That's really what it is. I'm not sure. I asked myself this morning, what made me leave the South to move? <laughs> I walked outside um, to get my car. My car has been stuck in a parking spot four times in the last seven days. And so today I just gave up. I just said, whatever, it's just going to stay there. And I would just get, <laughs> I would get around whenever I get around. And then luckily my job is closed. Um, I was off today, but my job is closed tomorrow. And we don't open until maybe like 12 on Wednesday. So I'm like, all right, we'll try again another day. I am not going to worry about that. So it, it's definitely um, something to experience for sure. Wow, that's crazy, man. Well, man, I hope you guys, you know, stay warm as best you can. Don't get stuck out in that craziness, man, and and just do what you can, man, when you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it because with me having my business, man, I got something to work on while I'm sitting around. So it won't be a Netflix and chill day. It'll be a, almost like a full-time work day. Hey, man, that that's, ain't that it. <laughs> Ain't that it, man? So tell us about Evan Brown, man. Like, you know, what started this? Uh, I am Evan Brown dot com, man. What? How'd you get into it? And tell us a little bit about what you do. Ooh, okay, man. So, um, I am Evan Brown. Uh, of course, I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, born and raised. Uh, I had great parents, hardworking parents. My parents weren't entrepreneurs. My parents were definitely your your work hard, go to school, get this job, make this salary and do this until you end up retiring. And like, they had this beautiful plan for me to go to Clemson, um, to get a teaching degree and to get a job because, you know, as a teacher, you always have a job, especially as an African-American male, you are pretty much like ushered into the principal seat of when you start, when you go into education. So my parents have always been about stability and security. And man, I, um, 
I went to college. I went to Alabama A&M, one of the greatest HBCUs ever. I'm an advocate for HBCUs. I think anybody everywhere should attend, H- attend an HBCU for some kind of program at some point in time. I uh, went to Huntsville, Alabama, loved it there, stayed there 10 years, graduated, worked at NASA, worked at a car dealership. Uh, then I went to become a full-time volunteer at my church. And ever since then, man, my life has totally transformed. And I have started to find things, find things. I've started to reconnect with things that were already on the inside of me that were active in years past that has really brought me to this point now where I am a entrepreneur. Um, when I sat back and looked at my journey, even when I was in college, I, um, I had a job in the Office of Student Activities and Leadership Development. I was a student program coordinator. So I was always putting stuff together, working on stuff, building stuff, kind of finding the holes and stuff, fixing things. Then I left there. I worked at NASA. That was a great paycheck, but a terrible job because it was me and two computer screens. Worked at a couple car dealerships. I was a um, network marketing person at Lexus of Huntsville. Then at Nissan, I was internet sales. So I started to kind of learn more about how the internet actually works and how these ads and leads and all that kind of stuff really worked. And I started to realize when I jumped into this entrepreneurship thing that everything that I had done in the past actually prepared me for this in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, So, but let me go back a little bit. So uh, I ended up being a full-time volunteer at my church. Um, because I just felt that was what was needed of me in that season was for me to just kind of commit myself to helping build something else. And man, that was probably the best decision I ever made was to take that risk, take that leap of faith because I ended up volunteering in my church for about a year and a half unpaid, but I started to pick up some qualities and some connections and some, uh, opportunities that really led me to even creating vision birthers. Um, I got the idea and the concept for vision birthers actually sitting at a conference that I planned for a pastor and one of the um, speakers was doing a breakout session about leaving, launching out and leaving the boat. And he was t- teaching and kind of encouraging people to kind of lo- look inside of them and find that thing and just work that thing until you can't work it. And then vision birth just kind of dropped out the sky on me. And that day, before the end of that 50-minute session, I started my business of Vision Birthers. And I was like, great, you know what, I planned this conference. There's a couple of pastors that are already reaching out to me about helping putting their stuff together. I was like, great, I'll just be a conference planner. Whoop-de-doo. I think I planned two more conferences for in 60 days. Then I started getting all kind of inquiries, man, about planners and helping people start small businesses and helping them find clarity and what's going on and why things aren't working. I looked up, and George, I had an entire business and didn't even mean to. Right. And I was like, wow. Like, I, I was, I think, George, for the first year, I don't even think I charged anybody anything because I couldn't quite figure out how I even started a business because it wasn't, it wasn't my intention. But uh, passion and the past had connected together, and everything that was in front of me was like, boom. It was already there. I didn't have to work very hard. I didn't have to search. didn't have to get too much additional education because a lot of it was already at work in my life. Um, so that kind of brought me into vision birthers, man. And I'm, I'm not sure that answers the question properly, but I think it did. If it didn't let me know, but that's kind of how I even ended up at this point now, man, where um, I'm really doing business for my own life. I've realized that there's so much, uh, you get so much gratification and joy. And that's what I realized. I learned early that life was not about the money I made. It was about how, I, how effective I felt while living. And um, when I got over money and started doing that at age 24, I realized then, okay, you know what? I'm probably going to end up being really wealthy because my intention was never to be wealthy. My intention was just to make a difference in people's lives. And it started from there. 
Wow, man, that's awesome, man. And, you know, that's usually how it works. So tell me a little bit about how did you get to the thing that I can actually make this a business that I get paid? How did, how did the mindset switch for you to actually start asking to be paid? Because that's the hardest part. Yeah, man, that was like the toughest portion um, of it all is because I started doing things for my own pastor. And so I was like, okay, thanks for the opportunity. So I never charged him. And then when other people would reach out to him or to me, they were like, hey, you know, um, I need this. And I'm like, I would just say, okay. And so I really got to a position where I was actually running myself ragged, trying to, of course, keep up with my responsibility and roles at the church, but then also like helping my pastor still build his stuff and then trying to sprinkle in everybody else's things. It really got to a point where it was actually overwhelming. And I'll never forget it. There was a young lady named Danielle Smitherman. Um, she came to me to help her put together her planner and then I, she asked me, so, okay, how, okay, how much do I need to pay you? And I told her, I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I was like, just don't worry about it. And she looked at me. Um, she was like, there's no such payment. And I have never forgotten that. Um, because even though Danielle and I are still friends today, she taught me something in that moment. She let me know that I have to really be okay with having a value. And that my value actually does kind of have a price tag. And I'm helping people make thousands of dollars off of things that I didn't even charging at least $100 for, um, Danielle literally ripped me a new one in that moment and let me know that I was doing myself a disservice by doing this and not getting anything from it and that I was never going to be happy. I was never going to reach that level that I could reach by not charging people. And um, so that's kind of how I ended up even like kind of getting through that. Just a client that just told me that I was basically being dumb for not charging. <laughs> man it is rare that you have a client that'll look out for you like that it's very Absolutely. rare you know Absolutely. and uh, it's just so first of all shout out to danielle smitherman whoever you are yeah. i haven't met you but shout out to you because you really looked out for this man because you know most people you know in, in our line of business and especially in our community people yeah. love free you know and, and so it's rare that you get somebody that says no hold on hold on man we we, we ain't doing that like there's no such thing as that. And it's very rare that that happens. And to me, that could have really plummeted what you have now from, from ever happening because you could have just eventually ran yourself so ragged that you're like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. No I'm tired. Of, you know, like it, it, it can happen. I absolutely and, would have quit. Yeah. Um, man, so crazy about Danielle. So like um, Danielle, we put together a planner. Her planner sold 600 copies in the first two months. And that right there, I was like, okay, so that's why that girl made me learn and realize that you have to start charging for stuff because she knew going into it what she was about to create. And I'm like, I'm so, and even to this day, like we still work together. We actually um, are, I'm a, a partner in a publishing company that she and I started together. It's just like, we've had a long lasting relationship because of that moment, man. I'm so glad that she did that because before then, I'll tell you the honest truth, George. I probably had lost out on a couple thousand dollars because Danielle was not my first client. She was like my 12th. So Ooh. I had missed out on opportunities to really make some money doing what I love to do. And it took me going. Like my, of course, my pastor tried to pay me quite often. I'd be like, I don't want your money because, you know, he's my pastor. He's also kind of giving me opportunities. And he always allowed me to basically, he was my test dummy for stuff. So I never even looked for him for payment. But everybody else, I was like, man, I should be going back and sending invoices. <laughs> That's the name of the game right there, man. That's the name of the game. But you send in invoices now, though, right? 
Oh, I about <laughs> barely talk without getting the invoice. <laughs> Good. I'll tell you, George, like, one thing I realized, and you mentioned this um, a couple of minutes ago, a lot of times in our community, we are afraid to do this thing called invest. We look at investments only to be stocks and different things like that. But no, investment in yourself means in putting yourself in situations to learn from or to be around or to work with people who are either doing what you want to do or those that can help you get to that place where you want to get. So like, I totally understand, man. Like, and it's made me, that's the one thing I, I can say I appreciate about, you know, learning how to work with our community is that it's taught me how to actually be a businessman. Um, I think that forget going to school, I got to get, getting the business degree that I could have got, I could have started a small business and worked with black people and I would have learned the ins and out of how to actually run a business. I've learned how to not be, how to not be professional. I've learned how to be terrible with my management. I've learned how to be terrible with communication. I've learned all of that from my experiences with my brothers and sisters, but luckily my perspective is always one of kind of like, I, can, I know how to flip things. And so I learned from some of the negative and not always the negative that I've done, but I've learned from the negative, you know, as it's been brought to me. Wow. Yeah, man, you can learn a lot from negative because my thing is you never really take a L unless you don't learn from it because you just lost an opportunity Absolutely. to not go back and, and make that same mistake again. So to me, nobody really takes an L unless you don't learn from something. That's when you take the truth. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, yeah. that's my whole mindset about it. And you learn from that. Let's switch gears and talk about what you said about investing in yourself. What was your first investment into yourself that contributed to your business? Okay. I remember like it was yesterday. So after I got my first real client, um, I think it was a like client number three, I went to Staples. It was the one off of North Memorial Parkway. And I pulled in there and George, I made the best and the biggest investment of my entire life. I bought a planner. It was the greatest thing I could have ever done. A planner. That planner was maybe 30 books. A planner. That planner was maybe 30 books, but that planner helped me to legitimately build a business, stay on track, to do things well. And that's one thing that I know about people. We are terrible with time management. We are terrible with prioritizing and we are mm -hmm. terrible with organization. And I made those three things my priority at that time. Organization, time management, and staying on a track and on a schedule and on a system and a timeline. That was the best and the first investment I ever made. And I, to this day, George, with all the technology in the world, I'm still sitting in front of me right now with my actual planner, with the things that I have left on my list of things to do for the day. I still use a planner. Best investment I ever made. Wow. That's the foundation. Organization, time management, that is the foundation of any business because I tell people all the time, many of us that they see on Periscope, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, we got the same 24 hours as you guys do. Everybody that's listening to this podcast, whether you're in business or not, um, and you're seeing all these individuals who you're like, man, I can't wait to get to that level. And man, that's, that's how I want my things going. We've got the same 24 hours as you do. That's the one thing that we all have in common. You know, I mean, there's there's very few things we have in common, but that's one of them. We all got a 24 hour clock every single day. And time management is what's going to to dictate uh, what you do with that time and how you're going to spend it. So people um, are in a place where they are ignorant to the fact that most of the millionaires that are self-made, they live their life on on systems and routines that are healthy. And people don't realize that a lot of them 
don't spend a lot of time idly watching stuff till two or three o'clock in the morning. They're using their downtime to do things like read books on various topics, whether it's what they're, they have like, they have systems and that's why they're able to win because they built their life around healthy routines. And that's one of the things that is that I believe is one of the hardest things to do. But once you kind of get into a little swing of things, I promise you it changes everything. I remember when I was going to the gym in the morning, it literally transformed what my productivity in the morning at work. I was able to literally probably knock out a full day's work before 12 noon because when I, my mind was fresh, I was already energized, I was up. But that's, that healthy routine and system really did wonders for me. Man, and I just did a podcast on how to adopt the mindset of a millionaire uh, just about a week or two ago. And I talked about those things that most millionaires, they have a very uh, solid routine. They wake up at the same time every day. Uh, Normally, they work out or run and they basically bust out so much stuff. They work out, they run, they read and they answer emails and and check emails. And they do all that before eight o'clock. You know, you got people starting their day at eight o'clock. Mo- these guys are like midday at eight o'clock for them. Like they're already just getting, you know, getting ready for conference calls and, and getting ready to go do business. They've already answered emails. They've already sent invoices, check, check this, check that worked out, you know? So that's what I started doing. I get up every morning now at five o'clock. Um, I see a trainer now. So I, I go and see him at five thirty, Um, and then once I get home about about usually about 6.30 or so in the morning. Um, I check my emails. I answer emails, check, you know, send emails to my students and my Facebook groups, send the accountability updates, uh, check my, get ready to send out my emails for the day, send my tasks over to my virtual assistant. And then, you know, by that time, you know, I'm ready to see my first client or, um, you know, getting ready to go into the office. So, you know, those are the things that, uh, that that I've done that's changed everything for me health-wise, um, time-wise, and, and just so many things because, you know, by 8, 9 o'clock, man, I've got so much clarity. I've gotten so much done that I'm able to go in and start to create and, and just really be focused yeah. on the things that I'm working on. Um, so it's very important to, to, to have a routine. With that being said, Evan, how do you balance, because I know you work and you, you also have your business, how do you balance those two things? And, you know, what basically got you to where because when you have income coming in any kind of secondary income you kind of almost have to push yourself sometimes to do it because you're like well, I'm doing good with the full-time income doing good with my primary source I'm still making money from this one but you know today I want I don't want to do this so I don't want to do it. how do you balance all that and make sure that you're pushing for every opportunity that you get Woo, that's a billion dollar question there George it's not a, it is not an easy task it is <laughs> easy task. Um, you mentioned it, uh, balancing, especially it's hard to push yourself when you have other security nets. Um, so when I started Vision Birds, and even up until this point now where I am, I always did, had a full-time job, had another job, and Vision Birds was in addition to those two things. And so I was working at the church full-time, and I was also working as a student success coach at a university in Huntsville, and then Vision Birds was just basically my nights or weekends or really almost when I felt like it. Um, And then when I moved to Chicago, I felt like this was the time for me to really go into full-time entrepreneurship. And I was like, okay, ooh, you know what? Let me just go get a security blanket and do (laughs) vision birthers kind of like secondarily or, you know, in addition to the security blanket because I was like, oh man, I've never had the opportunity to put my 
absolute all and all in every way into this and this alone. And that I was very nervous and afraid of how that's actually going to work. Um, and so actually I said that to say I'm transitioning out of my current employment into full-time entrepreneurship on the 31st. But what has saved me thus far in the midst of trying, in the midst of having a business and working other jobs and keeping, still keeping my life going, having a healthy uh, family life and having a healthy friendship life and community life and being active in other things is really planning. Honestly, George, there were days where on Mondays and Tuesdays, I knew that I was not gonna do anything vision. I'm sorry, Mondays and Thursdays were not my best vision birthday days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday were the days that I set aside to legitimately make things happen. So I had to go into the position where I had, these are my office hours. Now my office hours were very crazy in the beginning. They were six to nine on Tuesday, six to nine on Thursday. Uh, Saturday, 10 to, I think it was 10 to three. So it was really strange, but I had to do what I had to do to make it work. Um, but it was never an easy task. I went through, of course, I've always had a planner, so I knew how to get things done, but just trying to balance all that was never the hardest thing, but I always had to commit myself to finding a way. So one thing that really transformed, I had one bad experience. I had one client to really just, she just gave it to me about my time management, my response times, And I knew then I said, you know what, I'm in a position now where I need to get some help. And so I got some help. I got an assistant. Um, her name was Marla White. Marla was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me because what happened was I was able to do those other things that were in my hands and also know that my business was taken care of in regards to getting things like response times back. Because George, I would do things like finish an assignment and the assignment would just be sitting in the person's folder on my computer and I never would have sent it to them. And it's like, how, how am I doing business like this? Um, so it really, it, became, it, was a, it was one of those things where trial and error, I had to realize I had to fail to quite honestly, just to understand that this is not gonna work for me. I've got to do what I've got to do until I get to that point where it's just me and that I have no other choice but to make it happen. You know, let me tell you something, man. My first assistant, her name was Mandy. She was the best thing that happened to my business, man. Uh, you know, it's hard to find a good assistant. Um, I went through after me and Mandy worked together for over a year and then she ended up moving to Europe to take on a, a, a big role for um, a, a huge company over there. Um, and I mean, it was so sad because it was like I could just tell her what I was thinking or wanting. And it was just like my mind or my vision transferred to her and she was able to make it happen every time. I never had to worry about responding to stuff. I never had to worry about how PowerPoints would come out, different things like that. She was just really good at that. And man, I think I went through about, I'll be honest, about 10 to 15 assistants over the next year and a half. Um, just because you had some people that, you know, would tell you, oh, I can do all this and they only could do a few things or they were very bad at time management, which made it bad for me. And so I finally uh, recently just got an assistant that I hired about two months ago and she's been awesome. Her name is Ayana and she has really just really like reminded me so much of Mandy that it's, it's, it's crazy. But having that assistant, man, is like game changing game changing for your business because when you start off, you're everything. You're your own assistant. You're the CEO. You're the CFO. You're everything. And that's an easy way to get burned out. So it's good once you start to make some profit to do that. Because a lot of times as a visionary, you're not, your area of expertise is not always going to be administration. It's not always going to be those things that are really going to grow your business and also to make sure your business has a great name. I've worked with people, man, who are amazing talents. Um, my graphic designer, I literally love him to death. He has been consistent for me for two years. But when I tell you he is the worst communicator ever, 
even like down to sit. He does not understand systems. He does not understand. Uh, he does not understand the concept of you don't always have to work that hard. But when I tell you, he his lane is creativity. He will not hire an assistant cheap. But I always tell him that when you go to the next level, man, when you're ready for the next level, you're going to say, you know what, I want to make that investment to myself because this is going to be a thing that helps me streamline my business. And it's like, but he always tells me, he's like, man, you know what, I just, he doesn't even understand the concept of administration. The administration part is like key to your success in your business long term, uh, because eventually, man, something's going to slip. You're going to miss sending something out. You're going to miss uh, following up with a client. You're going to miss something that's going to cost you and it's going to cost you a lot. And so that's why the administration side of things, that's not my lane. I'm a very good administrator over o overseeing things, but my uh, strength is, is, is creativity. So I yeah. need someone to handle the administrative side so I can be more creative. I'll also even say this because ironically enough, my strength was administration, but I was not able to be the administrator that I needed for me. And that, right. that's maybe one thing that we really have to understand. It's like It may be your strength, but it may not be your time to really be in that particular strength because if you're going to start a company and lead a business, you being an administrator is great, but guess what? You've got to sit in the seat of CEO, COO, uh, financial advisor. Right. right. Change hats. And when you change hats, you've got to put some hats down. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, man, with, with that being said, man, tell us about your first real client, like your first, first client that was paid, that was like, you know, you were working towards, you know, obtaining them as a client, knowing that you're going to ask them for payment, all that stuff. What was that like? And, and, and kind of what was that feeling when you got that first true client? Oh, man, George, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was absolutely nerve wracking. Um, with, as I said, administration was one of my, my gifts or my strengths. And it was nothing for me to type an email for anything else. But I remember that day when I sent her this lady an invoice for, taking up, for picking up one of my packages at the time, I was sweating. I had to call my mom. I was like praying. I, didn't, I was so afraid to press send on a request for money. And Ooh. do you know, that lady paid that invoice almost like instantly. Like, I feel like as soon as I pressed send, she pressed pay. And I was like, this is how this goes. I remember that. I remember being so nervous. I remember the feelings of saying, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Or this, she's going to say, this is too much. And it was like all that went away in that moment at that time when I sent that first invoice. And I, I'm so glad I had that moment where I realized that I can actually do this. And somebody else that doesn't go to my church, that doesn't know me personally, sees value in what I'm doing enough to spend their hard-earned money with me. I was like, okay, I can do this. But man, I remember, I remember all those emotions, being nervous, wondering if she's even going to pay it. Is she going to pay on time? And then when she paid it instantly, I was like, oh, that's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's how it always is, man. I think I was, I think it took me well over half a day to send my email whenever yeah. I first had my first coaching client. Um, it took me about half a day, man. Like I had everything typed up, ready to go. And, uh, man, I think it was about nine o'clock in the morning or something. It was a Saturday. It was rainy and cloudy. I remember that. And, uh, I think I didn't send that email to about three o'clock that afternoon. Man. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I just, I kept reading over it. I kept looking at the invoice. I kept recalculating my calculator. Like maybe I could take a, you know, a cut here. Maybe I could drop it. Nah, you know, and I kept hearing my coach in my ear, like, the price is the price. The price. Don't be afraid to ask for the sale. The price is the price. The worst they can say is no. And 
Evan, I promise you, man, it's almost identical to your situation. I hit sin. I got up from my chair, took three or four steps to to get out of my office because I was about to go sit down and, and uh, write up some stuff to do. Um, and because I use a composition book and I write a lot of stuff down. And uh, by the time I got to just a drawer to pull out a pen, my phone went off and it was a PayPal notification that they had paid it. Bro, I stared at that thing for at least five minutes. Like, I can't believe this just happened. I can't yeah. believe, like, I just got paid. And listen, I had got paid online before for other things. I owned several blogs. I was an internet marketer. Um, but I went into people's offices and built websites. Like, you know, it was, it was different. This was totally different. Like, I'm like, someone's going to pay me to teach them something. Like, or someone's going to pay me for my expertise on something. And then it's like, whenever I, whenever I got the payment, that's when the nerves kicked in. I got to perform now. I got, I got to do, you know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> it, it was a very similar experience. And I remember just running into the room telling my wife, like, I just get my first client. She's like, oh, my God, that's good. Really? She jumped up out of bed. We're just sitting there talking about You would have thought we won the lottery the way because we both got out of bed. We're just standing there talking in a circle. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you would have thought we won the lottery. But it, it wasn't like that. It was just like, man, this is a new business endeavor. And I'm yeah. seeing success early. Um, because I had other businesses and I had clients and my IT consulting business I had, you know, um, uh, we had a staffing agency at the time. So we, we weren't like, it wasn't new to us. This was just, and this was a business that was totally foreign to us. And to see that success that early was just, it was mind blowing and it was, it was just amazing. So man, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel what you're saying about that nerves kicking in and things like that. Before we go, man, a couple of questions I want to ask you real quick, man, is, uh, if someone's out there kind of on the fence or out there, you know, working for their church or doing some things on the side for people and they're really not charging people because they're looking at it more as like a hobby or a favor, what would you tell that person to help them get over that hump to realize their value like you did? Oh man. Oh, okay. Um, I would probably give them a scenario, give them an example. I would ask them, what's one place on the, on the globe that you would love to go that you have not had the opportunity to go there because of resources? And once they answered that question, I would be like, I would pretty much remind them that the money that you won't charge is the money that you could have put towards that particular vacation. Um, I've sat down with people who want to go so many places in this world because they just, but they never went because they never had the money. But I'm like, you're literally building empires for other people. You could have paid for your own trip two or three times by now. So I would definitely take that route first. Like, cause I, I know when people, when our hearts are in something or when there's a desire on the table that we um, have yet to accomplish, that's usually a great trigger point for us. Like, you know what? I really can do this because you know why? I have an end goal in mind. I've learned that we are better off on most times as when we have tasks in front of us. And so kind of giving that mile marker, but if not, if that did not work, I would probably say to them, if you are ever in a position now where you're wondering why your the quality of your life is not what it is, whether where you drive or what you drive or where you live or what you wear, a, your business could change from all of that. Really simple. I think that if somebody would have told me that I could have went to Bora Bora if I already, if I would have charged what I was, should have been charging the first year of my business, I think I, in the beginning it would have changed everything. 
I, I believe it because that puts things into perspective. Whenever you see that the things that you want are attainable and that yes. you have the resources and the know and, and everything to make it happen, I think it really changes everything. Something like that, especially for something like that. Tell the people real quick, man, like who who do you work with? Like who people that need to come <laughs> to Evan Brown and what for and what can you help the people with? Okay. Um so one of the greatest things, one of the things that I have sought out and been like my mission for my business the last year and a half, which has been to just be a resource agent. And so since I've kind of started to declare that and kind of make that like my, my thought process when it came to my business, it's opened up the opportunities for me to work with and do basically just about everything. Um, from websites to writing coaching to publishing to small business startup to branding to marketing to uh, graphic design. Like we have literally become a one-stop shop because I told myself I wanted anybody who's looking for something to be able to come here and find it. And my mindset and my goal was to never be the person that has to do everything. Once I got out of that particular mindset and realized, okay, forget this. I believe that my life is already staffed with what I needed. I said, I'm not going to overwork myself anymore. However, I'm going to look for those around me who have certain skills, who have certain gift sets that I can you know, bring in to basically do the work and they get paid for it, I get paid for it, and all is well. So, yeah. This is separate. This is kind of a question for myself, but I'm sure the people would, would, would appreciate this as well. First of all, man, tell us what is your website, uh, your, your website address. Yeah, my website is www.iamevanbrown. Um, and what, even with that, Vision Birds is one of the tabs on there because I have, feel like I was, have so many things that I can offer. So, yeah, iamevanbrown.com. And from there, you can link directly to the Vision Birthers page. And then you can see all the information that we, all the services that we offer, all some of the previous work that we've done. You can see all that there. Okay. And the reason I asked you that was one, so the people will know how to connect with you and we'll, we'll get to your social media pages here next, but I got to ask, man, who did your website? Man. So, so crazy. So the website that we see now is not the website that I started off with. Um, <laughs> when I started my business, I had so many other things going on and just like many entrepreneurs or those who are trying to get into this, you don't have a whole lot of money set aside and allocated to start and to set your business up for the level of excellence that you desire for it to be. But what I did was I figured my way around the Wix thing and I did my first website. George, when I tell you it was trash, it was literally awful, but it got the job done. And from there, I'm glad I did it myself because also first I didn't have the money to invest 1500 into what I wanted. So I figured the best way for me to go about that is to teach myself, go through and learn by trial and error. So I went through about five or six website templates where I realized that okay, this is not going to work. I like this. I like this here. And I just kind of went on through it. And I said all that to say that the website that we see today is the website that I am so proud of because it's a website that I built on my own. I had to ask, man, because I got to tell you, Evan, I, listen, I'm, I, I am not actively except for my own, but I am a web developer and I love your website. Wow, it man, is thanks. so clean. It is so crisp. All your content is in the right place. You don't have an overload of information. You've got all the information that people need is like right there. You ain't got to read through this and read through that. I mean, it's right there, man. I just, I, I literally, when I saw your website, like, you know, and I seen it several weeks ago or several months ago, um, I was blown away. 
I mean, you wow. are, you have a well laid out website. The colors are are just amazing. I love your signature logo, man. I mean, it's you, you got all these different colors, but they all work. I've seen some some people try to do some stuff where they've had three or four colors because most people say um, if you do two or more brand colors, especially on a website, you're getting. Yeah. But you pulled it off so well. It's just it's mind blowing mind-blowing man so i had to ask you that um i see here you got a, a few courses man i gotta ask you real quick before we get into what you got coming up when will the 60 days of devotion be back in stock because i've been <laughs> trying to get my hands on it man george uh man so crazy i wrote that book three years ago that book started off as just no four years ago that book started off as simply just text messages to my line brothers on my place cap outside in college and when I decided to kind of really walk out of, you know, life with God, I just wanted to encourage them to just kind of like, hey, you guys can do this too. And those text messages, those that year worth of text messages turned into my first book. And George, I still, like when I check the numbers, every now and again, I just kind of check them. George, I've sold over a thousand books in like five different contexts. And I don't even have that many friends. Um, so it was like that blew my mind, just kind of just saying, I'm going to go after something that, I, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to use what's in my hand. Uh, so that one, I actually, I don't plan to order too many more because I'm getting ready to release a couple other books. I have another 60 that I'm getting ready to release that I'm a little bit more mature. I've learned a whole lot more about life and, and God and just experiences. So I'm getting ready to release the next one, but you can get that one on Amazon.com if you're looking for it. It's just 60 Days of Devotion for the Under 60 Disciple by Brown. But it is on Amazon, but I probably won't sell any more physical copies just because I, I'm ready for the next thing. I'm working on the next thing, got the next thing ready to come out. Man, I'm that's what I'm talking about, man. I, I can't even be mad, and I'm going to get my hands on whatever, man, because I, I just – I've seen your creativity, man. I know where it's at, and, and I, I like I said, I, I know what you're about, and I, I, I got to do it. So uh, I'm definitely going to get my hands on it, man. Tell us about – do you got any kind of upcoming courses or events coming up? Oh, yes, man. Um, this year my goal is to just have something every month – because I want people to be equipped to go into whatever endeavor that they're going into. So we just wrapped up a virtual vision board party. I'm an advocate for vision. I know firsthand that if we have vision, we have direction. If we have direction, we're guaranteed to get to success. And so that was my first event for 2019. The next one I am extremely excited about. Um, it's called How to Start Your Nonprofit. So many people have desires for nonprofits, and so many of us have ideas and concepts that we try to start as businesses that could be not-for-profits, and I need people to understand how that works, how to go about that, how to get that going, because you are possibly missing the opportunity to start a business, to basically make a dollar and a difference at the same time, but lastly, employ people. Most people don't realize that a lot of your not-for-profits are either federally funded or funded by other corporations. And this is an opportunity for you to give jobs to people, to create jobs that are in areas that where um, they would be jobs, or even to create jobs for individuals who naturally couldn't get certain jobs because of certain things. Like not-for-profits is the way to go. And there's so much money allocated yearly to go into different nonprofits. And so many mm -hmm. people have ideas. They just have, they have no idea where to begin. And so one of my friends, um, her name is Attorney Ashley Welch. She is a, she owns Impact Legal Solutions. She is a nonprofit lawyer. So she literally, it's all that she does all the time is help people sue nonprofits or on the flip side, help people start nonprofits. So I partnered with her and I was like, hey, Ash, I was like, this information that I know that I have a little bit of, you have the majority of, I just want to gather some people together 
virtually and get them on so they can learn more about how this goes because you can really get a nonprofit, get a grant, write yourself into the grant, and you can provide jobs for you, your mama, your auntie, your cousin, your church member. You can literally set people up to be a success while you're actually making a difference because you're doing something very impactful and effective. Man, when is this particular um, this particular uh, event, um, and where can we go and sign up? And I'm telling you right now, I'm going. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, how to start your nonprofit is going to be virtual. It's going to be online. It's going to be in our virtual classroom. So you can register for that and all the rest of the amazing things we're going to be doing all year at IamEvanBrown.com. It's going to be Saturday, February 9th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm just going to turn Ashley loose. She has a, she has a whole PowerPoint presentation that I'm sending out. She has notes. She also does this, does this and is offering herself as a um, resource for those who are ready to jump into the nonprofit sector. Um, so we're going to do that Saturday, February 9th from 9 a.m. to 11. Also, if you can't watch it live, you'll be able to own the replays. One thing that I love about technology and where we are right now is that you can always go back and watch a replay with the online courses. And so that kind of makes it great because many of us have, we have schedules, we have different things that we have to do and we just don't have the time to stop and do this all the time but guess what I wanted to ensure that the resource and the information is readily accessible to all of those who want it so again you can go to my website www.iamevanbrown.com and you can sign up for that today man I'm, I gotta get I gotta get on that I gotta get on that so tell us one more time man where can we find you on social media Okay, yeah, my social media handles are pretty the same across the board. I'm on Twitter, I am Evan Brown. I'm on Instagram, I am Evan Brown. On Facebook, my name is Evan S. Brown. Uh, let's see, Periscope, I am I am Evan Brown as well. So I'm pretty much I am Evan Brown across the board. And also, I feel like typing that information in. You can go to my website. I have a social media icon at the bottom of the page. You can see a snapshot of my pages. Of my pages. And all you have to do from there is just click on that snapshot, and it'll take you right to that page inside of your app. So it makes it a little easier for you to connect with me. Also, if you drop it to my website, please join my mailing list. I am taking people on this journey through life with me this year. And so I'm giving, doing some mail outs quite frequently, just kind of sharing how I'm feeling, sharing what's in front of me, sharing some motivational moments, also sharing some failures. I believe that if we share a whole lot more of our journey, we can be a whole lot more effective. And that's one of my goals for this year is to share the journey with as many people as I can. Wow, man. Well, thank you, man. Thank you so much for that information, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you, my man. You got anything left that you would like to say to the people, man, before we wrap it up, man, just to give them some extra words of encouragement. Absolutely. First thing, George, thank you so much, man, for allowing me to be a part of what you're doing. I've been podcast is just about every friend in my phone that has an entrepreneurial business because it's monetizing is the way to go making money in your sleep so thank you for the opportunity and also for those who are listening i say if you going to if you do anything this year if you don't do anything this year just don't stop um one of the things that you can do to not stop or to, to, to see the light that you desire to see is to really just press your way. Um, endurance and perseverance is the name of the game. Uh, you'll get there if you just choose not to stop. So that's my big thing, that's my big push, that's my big reminder to you is whatever you do, don't stop. You may be discouraged, you may be um, super excited, you may have a lot of money, you may have no money, you may not know where the next connection is gonna come from, or you may have all the connections in the world, but please commit to yourself and commit to this. Do not stop. Stopping is the only thing that will make you not see and not get to the place you want to get to. 
Wow, man. Man, that was amazing, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, I uh, see here on February 9th from 9 a.m. to 11. Um, definitely come and check out How to Start uh, a Nonprofit. I think just to be able to say, even if it's something like the thing that like sparked me to to join this once you said what you said is that you can set your family up. And like, I'm already yeah. thinking of all the things that I could do. Like, even if like a nonprofit is not something that you want to set up as a primary business for yourself, for some of you creatives out there, you could, you could put something together that some people in your circle or in your family can run. And like, like you yeah. said, Evan, you can set them up. So when you said that, I automatically start thinking about my mom and my uncles and stuff like that, that, that I just love. And that I, you know, I took my mom, my uncles and some of them on vacation this year and I was our last year. And I was so blessed to be able to do that because it's something I always wanted to do. And I took them all on vacation, pay for everything. And it was, it was just amazing. And, um, this, whenever you said what you said, it, it automatically just sparked me like, you got to be there. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to go and register. Um, I see here, I just want to make sure it's tw- it says it's $29.99 for it. Yeah, George, it is. Um, I'm determined this year is, is to not make people go broke trying to get better. Um, and I, I catch my business mentor is totally against it. Uh, sometimes I'm against it, but I, I'm just really believe my commitment this year is to make learning affordable because once you get it, I believe that God will bless it. I just, I just want, I want people to have the opportunities to live the life that they desire. And that's why I did not, I started off with the nonprofit because George, just like you, my first goal is when I launch my nonprofit, hopefully pretty soon. If I get, when I, when I get some federal funding, I'm going to write my mother into the grant as one of the administrators. I'm going to create some jobs for people in my family so that even if they're retired, they have something to work on and to work towards. Like that's my goal is building, building this thing out, building out what I'm doing so that everybody in front of me and everybody connected to me can really survive and to eat off of this and enjoy it most importantly. Wow, man. That's, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm right behind you on that. Uh, one more thing I want to ask real quick, man. Do you do your graphics or who do you have? You know, do you, is that something that the Evan Brown uh, Corporation actually does? Yeah. So, um, George, you know, I, I'm, I've honestly become one of those who have just kind of been self-taught because I'm like, I got to find a way. I need this. And so um, I have a graphic designer that I've used for years, but I decided to invest in myself one day. And I got a little thing called Photoshop. And I started to kind of teach myself how to do a few things. So I can say this, a lot of the graphics that you see that I put out, I am the benefit, the benef- I guess I'm the creator of. Um, not all of them, but uh, there's a good bit of them that I am the creator of um, because I have learned and kind of found my way around and found my way into creating what I need in that moment. Wow. Okay. All right, man. I, I had to ask because your graphics, man, your graphics, your website, man, everything is just, it's just super dope, man. So I definitely appreciate it, man. But uh, thank you so much, man, for joining us today, man. I appreciate you. And uh, man, just to give you a little bit of something that God is telling me to do, I want to pay for someone to attend that webinar. So I want you to hold a contest on Instagram or Facebook, whatever you want of, of whatever you choose to do and you pick the winner, man. But I want to cover my cost as well as somebody else's to attend your webinar. Um, and I appreciate that. I, I would definitely make sure I do that. And that's one, that's one of the great things about just moving into in obedience and doing things that don't make sense to you um, or, even, or even doing things that you get to learn from, man. This is Nothing that I've produced and put on, I've never had someone to not want to sponsor someone else. And that means a lot to me because it lets me know that first off, that they even see the, um, 
the need being met for someone and they're choosing to partner with it to ensure that they get what they need. So George, thank you for that, man. God bless you for that. I will make sure that I get that contest out. I'll probably get it out tomorrow. I'm snowed in <laughs> um, just so somebody can make sure they get that opportunity. Cause I, that's the thing. This, that investment that you're making into them could be the thing that they really transform their entire life with. So thank you, man. Not a problem, man. Not a problem at all, man. Like I said, if you guys are listening, go and register for that $29.99. I mean, you guys can spend that on lunch in two days. So take yeah, your lunch yeah. for two days and come and try to figure out, man, how you can put you and your family on uh, in a couple of weeks. So, man, Evan, thank you so much, man, for joining us today, man, on the Monetize Everything podcast. And for all my listeners listening, make sure that you understand one thing, man. If you are committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, go out and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.